0: Hi there, I'm Will. Thank you for choosing to listen to the very first episode of our podcast. We hope to bring you a new episode every month with guests, interviews and chat about student life and things we hope will be of interest to you. We very much hope to build a sense of community around this podcast, so we'd love to get your input and perhaps even feature some of you in future episodes. In this first one, Joe and Tim from the Student Experience team join me to chat about movies and TV shows that have been filmed at Senate House a University of London Anthem, Foundation Day and Online Societies. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the World Class Podcast. My name is Williams and I'm a Student Experience Manager here at the University of London. I'm joined today by two long-standing colleagues from our Student Experience team. Tim Hall, a fellow student experience manager. Hi, will. And Joe Harris, the associate director, student experience. I will. So we're currently in the basement of Senate House, which is the headquarters of the University of London in the very heart of Bloomsbury. It's a rainy but mild autumn day uh, here in London. In fact, it's actually All Saints Day, believe it or not. That's, that, What's that's, All Saints Day? That's the day after Halloween, oh. All Hallows Day. Oh. So it was Halloween last night. Did you have any trick-or-treaters?
1: Yeah, I had a few really cute little kids. It was so nice.
0: I was out with my daughter doing the trick-or-treating, so
2: it was fun, yeah.
0: Nice. I came home and there was wet toilet paper all over my driveway.
1: So. <laughs> so did you get tricked then? Well, I don't know. I don't know what had happened. Oh.
0: <laughs> Something bad had happened.
1: Have you noticed a change in Halloween? So Halloween before was always scary costumes. So ghosts, witches, mm. evil spirits, all of that. Um, And now I've been looking at the American TV and so on, and they just dress up as characters.
0: Yeah, like Captain America. Or, it's not yeah. a
1: scary no. character. No. It's just Captain America. It's just like dress up day. Yeah. It's not Halloween.
2: I feel like a lot of the time it, it, the children are dressed up. It reflects their parents' like cultural interests more than it does the children's. <laughs> like, ones. What do you mean? <laughs> it's, they're doing it for the likes, aren't they? You know,
0: Oh, like, yeah. Instagram.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: What, Instagram you know, official like dressing Halloween? their kids up
2: like Dwight from The Office. You know, their
1: kids oh. are not going to know who the heck that guy is.
0: <laughs> right. Speaking of movies, great segue. Thanks. Um, like I said, we, we're in Senate House. Now, uh, a lot of you may not have had the opportunity to come to London and see Senate House, but you've probably actually seen it before, um, certainly in the prospectuses and literature, but also on the big screen and the small screen, in fact. So Joe and Tim. Can you name any films or TV programs that have featured Senate House?
1: Can I go first?
0: Yep.
1: Batman Begins.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's the obvious one. That's well done, the Jane. obvious
1: one. That's a big one.
0: Um, Day of the Triffids.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that a ni- <laughs> what, is that a nineteen seventies movie?
2: Yeah, but it's cool because you can see the uh, the monsters climbing around Senate House, which
0: is. There's lots and lots of films and TV shows have been filmed at Senate House and even more so in recent years. So yeah, we've had two Batman films filmed here. Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises.
1: I think Senate House is such an iconic building. If people haven't properly seen it, please go to the induction video because we actually um, showcase um, Senate House there. And um, you can see that it looks, because it's Art Deco, it looks like... America almost in a way, a lot of American buildings. So it's get, it gets used a lot in um, as a um, replacement for being in New York or so on. I remember, was it Jeeves and Worcester? Yeah, That's they right. used it as a that, New, York, New York hotel. They used yeah. it as a New York hotel.
2: I think that Bloomsbury in general is a really cool place. There's lots of filming that goes on there. And if you've ever been here, you can see how different it is to a lot of central London. Like when you see pictures of London, you think of all of the the huge uh buildings like in canary wharf and you know the city the city the, the houses of parliament all that sort of thing but you come straight off of tottenham court Road or oxford street and you walk into this almost quite picturesque little bubble of bloomsbury with the trees and yeah. all of the academic buildings and stuff useful well,
0: it's funny you talked about american buildings because according to this book we've got in front of us the university of london and the world of learning by fml thompson Senate House was supposed to be the answer to an American skyscraper, sort of based on a Chicago kind of look. Um, and it was designed by a gentleman called Charles Holden, who, uh, do you know what else he did? What else he was famous for? No. no? He designed a lot of tube stations.
1: Did he really? I think around
0: your way, Southgate, really? I think he did. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Southgate is an, an iconic um, uh, shape. It's quite art deco as well. It's circular.
0: So he was commissioned to design Senate house and he had this theory that it was going to run for a quarter of a mile from here where we are now all the way down to UCL. Mm. It never got finished because of the, um, second world war breaking out, but he got most of it done. I think most people liked it, but a couple of people thought it was awful. Um, someone said it was socialism in its most insistent form, (laughs) bleak, bland, and hideous, a Germanic nightmare also
1: well there is all the rumors isn't there that it didn't get bombed in the war because um uh hitler wanted to have this as his um headquarters in london but there's not truth in that is there is that a myth or an urban myth i don't know there's a lot of myths that go
2: around this building i think it's um you know that you can you can just 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 the fact that it's imposing nature kind of almost uh breathes life into a lot of those myths that we hear
0: Right, so going back to the original question, movies at Senate House. Um, you had Day of the Triffids and Nanny McPhee. Any others? Um, it's
1: Red Joan one.
0: It's not on my list, Joe. but we can oh, we can check that one out. We
1: need to check that one because is- I saw, I'm sure I saw it uh, on a plane. I was looking over someone's shoulder and I saw this movie and I thought it was called Red Joan and it definitely, definitely had senate House, in that's what caught my eye so we need to check that one
2: um black mirror there was an episode yeah. that, wasn't there Lot, yeah Quite i recently. think a couple
0: of episodes of black mirror have been filmed here
1: the bodyguard tv show bbc bbc show
0: correct yeah. yes is bodyguard okay. okay not the bodyguard
1: okay 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 the bodyguard is with whitney houston and kevin costner <laughs>
0: that's right that's right just to clarify that was not filmed at senate <laughs> no. House. so i needed to watch that this, now. so a spy game 2001 Robert Redford. Yeah, I like that. Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad
1: Pitt. He was, yeah, he was in that. Uh, 1984,
0: oh. made in 1984. That yeah. was, yeah. well, we all we all know George Orwell worked in this building. That's right. It was yes. partly his inspiration for the Ministry, ministry of, of Truth. 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 Ministry of Truth. Truth. And room
1: 101, room 101 exists. Which
0: exists
2: here. Yeah, it's mm. quite nice, actually. It used to be the Union Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether okay. that was on purpose.
1: And Convocation used to was
0: be it? there, yeah. But... The most groundbreaking, important movie ever to be filmed in Senate House was Fast and the Furious Six,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Senate House was used as the Interpol headquarters in Moscow. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. And Did you-,
1: you see a lot of it in the movie? I've never watched any. Yeah, Fast I watched it. Furious. It's right at the
0: beginning, and the rock is like storming through these corridors, and then it cuts to an external shot, and it's Senate House. Really? And it says Interpol down the side.
1: Amazing.
0: It's a really great building for all of that. It just transforms
2: into all sorts of things because of these, uh, these movies and adverts and TV shows.
0: Okay, what you're listening to there is in fact the University of London Anthem. So Tim, you were partly responsible for bringing this to life. Can you tell us a bit more about it?
2: Yeah, sure. So in one of my research projects for the University of London, we were going through some old books about the University of London and I came across um, some sheet music for University of London song, just titled University Song. Um, And I don't read music, so I had no idea what it sounded like. And the lyrics are a little bit old school as well. Um, But I took it to the University of London house choir. This is a choir made up of all of the members of staff, of the university of London and asked them whether or not they could perform it. And what you just heard is the result of that. So the university of London back in the day had a really vibrant music scene. Uh, well, when I say vibrant music scene, I mean there were loads of choirs in each of the colleges and institutes. Um, they all had their favorite numbers uh, and they all met and uh, performed at different times of the year. Uh, And at the time, the Senate decided it might be an interesting idea to do a University of London songbook. So talk to each of these different colleges, uh, choirs, and say, what are the songs that you enjoy doing? And they compiled uh, a book full of those songs, which I haven't been able to find yet. So if anyone... Has a spare copy in their grandparents' uh, library. Let me know. (laughs) We should Um, speak to the library about that. They might know about that. We could. I bet we get somebody from the library down here. Yeah, definitely. Um, But uh, one of the other outcomes was the idea of writing a song for the University of London, um, which you can imagine the Senate at the time loved the idea of. So they commissioned it, Um, and I think the idea was that it could be used at various events to inspire the students of the University of London all around the world
0: um so go on and read us some of the inspirational lyrics okay i will
2: okay I'll, i'll i'll start from the first verse pilgrims from many paths we came to where the roads of empire meet. our lives to kindle at the flame of schools where a million feet have trod the years with a fame that yet along the years shall beat o london maids and london men bring in the golden age again well, when was it written, did you say? What year? So, 23, I think, was when it was first written. Nineteen twenty-three. again... Uh, just that is nearly like...
1: 100 years ago. Yeah. Then. So, I feel like the university should commission a new University of London song for the 21st century. That would be amazing.
2: Should we try and accomplish something that the Senate weren't able to do? <laughs> because I think it's worth noting that, although there was a lot of um, effort at the beginning to try and encourage uh, the development of a corporate musical life at the university it, it sadly came to nothing because there was sort of a lack of any sort of social base within the sort of colleges themselves so um or rather the 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 interrelationships between the colleges so we maybe be able to pick that pick that torch up again and, and bring bring in a new age of music at the University of London.
1: I wonder if we could even do a competition and we could ask our listeners if they're buzzing musicians if they've got a song in them that's a university. Worthy song, whether they could send in their commission and we could see whether someone would pick it as a new 21st century University of London song.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea. I think it would be really cool if when we did get a song and it was, you know, had the music written, that we have all of our musically talented students perform it and then sort of try and merge it into some,
0: <laughs> some, global and we'll bring it orchestra. to the podcast yeah. in future. Yeah. Sounds ambitious. Yeah. And we'll, have, we'll have to check the legalities around that. But we'll, <laughs> we'll put some information. <laughs> Uh, in the show notes so uh,
2: if, if if there's one thing the student experience team are it's ambitious <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's true okay speaking of history at the university it's um foundation day coming up very soon that's right yeah Joe, can you do you know what foundation day is
1: i believe it's the day that we first signed the charter and i think that was in 1836 is that right
0: it is yeah it's the, so it's the annual celebration of the university's first charter granted on the 28th of november Amazing. 1836 by well i've got it in front of me it's <laughs> it's <laughs> william the 4th correct yeah um so what happens at foundation day uh well it's a really
2: lovely ceremony when we present honorary degrees to um worthy recipients and we've been doing that since 1903 um, the idea is that we choose uh, members of the public, people that have contributed to the University of London or education or other um, other positive influences within London uh, and award them with University of London degree in a number of different uh, areas of expertise. Um, and it's been awarded to people from across uh, civil life over the years we have a book which is filled with the signatures of everybody that's ever been given an honorary degree. And um, it's a fascinating thing to look at because obviously because we've been doing this since 1903, there are past prime ministers, there are scientists, uh, celebrities, musicians. Mary Quant, fashion designer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just such a cool artifact to look at because, you know, these are, you know, this is a, a look back into the history of the University of London and what we thought was important uh, back then and, and now.
1: Mm. Are you going this year?
2: I've put my name down. Yeah. To to volunteer. Yeah. Because I, I do enjoy volunteering at um Foundation Day. But it, it is quite a a sought after position to volunteer at that event because everyone enjoys it so much. So
0: yeah. Yeah, we saw um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, didn't we, a few years yeah, ago? That right. was my first one. I yeah, think. I think that was the first one I went to as well. But um, other other notable people that have received honorary degrees are Winston Churchill, T. S. Eliot, Henry Moore, Mary Quant, as you say, the oh, yeah. designer of the yeah. mini skirt, I believe. Yeah, is that right?
1: she was. I think she was. Uh, yeah, yeah, first person. To and uh, to Judy
0: that. Dench is on the list as well. That was quite a recent one. wasn't it? I think it? that's recent. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So this week, our alumni magazine, WC1E, uh, was released, the fourth edition, I believe. And Tim, you actually contributed an article to the magazine about artificial intelligence. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So there was a few of us contributing to that. So we had um, experts in the field. Um, we had alumni that have gone on to work in that industry um Liam Kelly and myself contributed to it and um a an academic uh, one of the academic directors of our new uh, bachelor of science in computer science contributed to it. so it's quite um it's quite a if I say so myself quite a, an in-depth uh, t- discussion about artificial intelligence um and the potential benefits and the potential pitfalls of relying too much on uh you know machine learning and artificial intelligence to Um, so I'd encourage you to to look at that because as well as the articles we also in uh, uh, it also contains information about events and other uh, networking opportunities for our alumni Uh, and you know this is one of the benefits of being a university of london student that you get access to this worldwide network of fascinating people
0: brilliant thank you one of the uh, recent initiatives of the student experience team, Joe, is online societies. Can you tell me how this came about?
1: Well, it was something that when we were first um, looking at um, a project portfolio of things that we wanted to do to build and expand our student reach and student community and give something extra for the students um, that, you know, works alongside their academic studies, um, was thinking about... Uh, What happens at on-campus universities, you know, the students immerse themselves in student life. They have their academic studies, they have their lectures and so on, but they also join clubs and societies. So when I started thinking about how we run that in our unique way, um, as um, an organisation that looks after over 50,000 students in 180 countries, um, how could we offer something similar to that? value proposition so obviously online is the answer um and there's lots of people doing different things like that in the online world so we um worked or tom and our team worked really hard with you tim actually um on the platform to um deliver our first ever online society we had um we went through um various um research uh surveys and polls and we spoke to student voice group and we narrowed down um, the first club to be a book club because that um, rated the highest out of the list of um, clubs that they wanted to do and I know the next one we're going to do I believe is going to be world recipes so um, because we've got such a diverse student body um, uh, with loads of cultural influences the food recipes are going to be amazing i'm going to join that club myself because i love cooking um but the first one is the book club and it's already up and running and there's people already posting on that so it's it's amazing and that will be found on your student portal
2: that's right yeah so the idea is that on your student portal in your support and development tab you'll be able to go straight into this uh, clubs and societies section you can sign up to any of the clubs like joe said at the moment the one we're piloting first of all is the book club Uh, there's already some discussion on what the first book should be. So if you want to be, if you want to influence that decision, jump in now. And then we'll see how it goes from there. But we're hoping that it's just another opportunity for our students to, you know, connect with each other outside of the traditional uh, academic sphere and, uh, you know, build build these community connections.
0: Do you know some of the books that have been suggested for the book club? Uh, one is the book fee. There's There are a list of suggested ones on there, and people can yeah. So we took it to the student voice
2: group, right? And as Joe suggested, there you know, there's been a lot of input from the students themselves as to what they want to see, because again, we didn't want to just throw a random club there and say this is the one that you might enjoy. So this has been a you know an effort to try and uh, identify something that we you know might capture the imagination of some of the students, and the student voice group seemed to. Seem to like the idea of of a book club, um. So our hope really is that this uh, gets to to a critical mass where you know we've got enough students that are there, engaging with it, you know, taking all of their uh, ideas forward themselves, um. So that we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to moderate it. It's something that's sort of um natural, uh, or organic uh, community that grows out of these things, and and you know by all means, contact us and let us know what other societies that we could help facilitate in starting. Because I'm sure your ideas are going to be really, really interesting too. Yeah,
1: and depending on what society or what club, there will be obviously a society chair or um, someone running those clubs. Um, and it could be one of you. Um, if you feel passionate about something, send us forward. We've got the um, infrastructure and we've got the platform now to support these various online clubs and societies. So we just want to um, grow it organically, as Tim said, because and this is something for you, um, and um, we really hope you enjoy it.
2: And if you are uh, somebody who wants to start one of these communities, uh, I think the idea as well that we might be able to recognise you in some way with a you know a, a special badge or something that, that 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 acknowledges that you know you've helped contribute to what what hopefully very rich communities
0: this weekend. In England is bonfire night. Are either of you to going to a go bonfire or fireworks?
1: There's a massive fireworks display tonight in a place we call Ali Pali. Mm-hmm. That's Alexandra Palace, but we call it Ali Pali um, uh, for short. For some reason, I do it's always I've always known it as that. And um, that's the biggest one where I live in North London. It's, um, it's a fantastic display. It's huge. Um, and um, actually... You can see it from miles around because Ali Pally's on a hill
0: for those so. of our non u k based students, can you tell us a bit of the history of bonfire night, either of you what why yeah. do we do it? Why do we have fireworks on the fifth of November
1: well guy Fawkes. yeah
2: well that's that's yeah I guess that's that's what we traditionally
0: yep it <coughs> was so the Britannia. so the ruling the ruling <laughs> <That's the laughs> monarch was King James the I who was King James the sixth of Scotland, so he Unified the two countries, I believe. I should know this. I have a degree in history. I was going to say you did history. <laughs> yeah. University. Yeah. So, in 1605, uh, there was something called the Gunpowder Plot. Yes, which was a plot to kill King James I when he opened Parliament on the 5th of November. So, a group of people put some gunpowder under house under the House of Lords, and they were going to set it off that night. But uh, the poor guy they left to look after the uh, gunpowder, Guy Fawkes, was discovered and had it all pinned on him and he was hung drawn and quartered and um, not before being tortured not before yeah he was tortured into confessing
2: because yeah. that's something i do remember from school them showing this his signature when he was caught and then his that's signature right. afterwards yeah. and it's um
0: really dramatic it? yeah it's <laughs> gruesome yeah so so that's why so apparently on so because of that we we light bonfires on the 5th of november to commemorate the king surviving the incident and that's just evolved over the years to become this our our fireworks night, like, like the Fourth of July or Bastille Day or
1: yeah. Chinese New Year. But didn't we used to throw an effigy of Guy Fawkes onto that bonfire? We also
0: burn effigies. Yes, yeah. we still do that. <laughs> It's a tradition that um, kids make. An effigy of Guy Fawkes. It's quite of, dark when you yeah it, it really is. You're cool, sticking on top of the bonfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, on top of the bonfire. It's a great night, you know. We, we have, <laughs> but we have, apart from that, you have marshmallows, golds, yeah. <laughs> fireworks, yeah. yeah, sparklers. Yeah, it's yeah. good fun. Jacket but, potatoes, yeah,
1: in the fire.
0: But stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that concludes our very first world class podcast. Joe, thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Will. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you on the next podcast and we'll play you out with the University of London anthem.
1: Bye.